0: Hi, welcome to That Photography Podcast. I'm Ed Jones. I'm Bruce Moyle. And, um, yeah, we're just going to do what we usually do and talk about all things photography and whatever. Stuff and things. Yeah, things that jump into our heads. So, um, yeah, I suppose we're getting close to, for those that are in the AIPP, the Australian Institute of Professional Photographers, getting Mm -hmm. close to that time of year where everyone congregates and panics and congregates to uh, the appers and um, I know you're having a go at it this year being your first year
1: yeah first go at it. I did the state awards for the first time this year now um, so I could get seated to do the nationals which is the reason why I didn't enter the nationals last year because I didn't realize they brought that system in uh, hello Facebook
0: <laughs> yeah oh, well I'm I haven't actually ever entered anything. I'm still sort of getting my head around the whole thing. And you're a council member. I'm a council member, I know. But people join the AIPP for a variety of reasons. For me, it's primarily about the professional development and the networking and, and just the support that it gives professionals in the industry. I've, yep. To be honest, I've never hugely been interested in the awards. I'm just starting to get interested now yep. because I think they have their place in that whole process.
1: Yeah, well, that's the reason why I'm doing it. It's trying to learn. And we have a pro- fundamental problem here in Tassie, particularly, but this could happen anyway, is that getting feedback, trusted feedback, is hard. Yeah. Um, whether you trust them or they trust you or whatever, you know, how it works. Um, it's a hard thing to. Most people go and stick, like, photos up on Facebook or something like that and they get a dozen likes and they're like, yes, Yes, I'm winning, I'm winning. (laughs) Um, But at a a certain point, while that's always great, that's not going to help you improve. No, no. So I personally entering, my main thing was for the fine art stuff. Yep. um, Because the more you have um, awards under your belt, the better you look to... Art collectors, yep. but that's an initial reasoning for doing it, but it's now it's more transition to try and just improve because, funny enough, IOPP, while they do talk about, you know, fine art and stuff, there isn't really a category Within the awards for that, because it's too loosely, it's a too loose thing, like this portraiture and stuff. But if you really want to go out there and be avant garde and stuff, unless you're doing cross processing tintypes, you're not really going to have a space for it. There's the new contemporary art that is new. That's but they
0: didn't give anybody any warning, and it's a very short time period on it. Yeah, I know. I saw it pop up. It's like, oh, what's this about? And it's like, holy cow, that's like. About to happen, and that's a great idea. It yeah, um, just needs twelve months of prep. Yeah, they need they need a little bit more. They need the whole community to be aware of it, and I think they need to get yeah to get that publicity out there, but also lack of sponsorship and things like that sort of hinder that. So yeah. they've got to increase those it's things. I think it's going to be a huge thing because there are a lot of photographers in the ARPP that probably do primarily identify, or that is their drive is is the artists. Is the art side of it and the fine art side of it, so... Yeah, I've,
1: I've got friends who were in the IPP who shoot particular styles which don't fit in any category. Yeah. And so they've lapsed membership because of that. They don't see the benefit um, of it because, well, you know, this criticism's been laid out. I don't know why we've ended up on the APP. But, oh, we'll, but we'll go with it. Um, uh, that was just mainly um, a, a, for wedding photographers. Yeah. Um, so – but I – and that's where I, I sort of saw it as well for a long time. But I see now you got commercial um, – Australian commercial photographers being wrapped yeah, into the it. ACMP,
0: and yeah, the ACMP has come into it.
1: And they, uh, when they fully – when everything starts to gel correctly, that's going to help a lot. Oh. But it's still – the fine art part where it is a bit more abstract in what is going on is something that still sits slightly outside. Like illustration – um, like the illustrative part of the awards and that it sort of crosses into it. yeah, and that but yeah, I, I understand why why some people were still sit
0: on the outside. So you're going to get over the whole event are you like all the judging, there to yeah,
1: I figured. Time. I figured I'd go over and do the um, whole enchilada or whatever they call it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I was hoping to just with yeah trying to get this studio new studio happening, slowing me down a little bit. So I may get over for a day. Hopefully, I'm just thinking about grabbing an early morning, yeah, flight over and spending the day and last flight of the day back home again. Beauty of living like 300 meters from the airport. Yeah. It makes life easy for you that. You could just, sense.
1: like, steal an airplane because you're a pilot as well. <laughs> well yeah, can't no. do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, uh, yeah, I'm going for the week. So I'm going to sort of roughly got my schedule because part of it, part if you've never been to these things, I think this is the first year they're wrapping the um, trade show in with the awards. Yeah. So it becomes literally a week long.
0: They've sort of, in the past, they've been, they've coincided yeah. So it's sort of like two separate events like in two the same different time areas, in similar areas, close enough but not close enough to be one. So now they've, I think it's with Nikon being the major sponsor. Yeah. They've sort of gone. Let's let's make the whole thing one one big event, which is great. I wish I could get over there for the whole thing, but I suppose how we got onto this was I was going to ask you about your your work and yep. and I th- I think I, what I was thinking about is like. The whole idea of of doing with your preparation of your images, how much of that are you doing yourself? I know because there's capacity yeah. in the rules to outsource. And as a commercial photographer, sometimes outsourcing becomes is part of the, the part deal. Of yep. um, as a, Whether you're a wedding, a portrait, or a commercial, often there's a lot of outsourcing. And, and I know it's a sort of an interesting topic of when you're putting prints in to something like the award, how much of your day-to-day type workflow, do you apply to that or is it a very different workflow to... Different yeah, so
1: from? depending on which category you go with, um, like obviously portraiture and weddings and I have set, uh, kind of different rules to commercial advertising yep. and stuff like that. Um, personally, I have done everything myself apart from the printing. Yep. I don't own a printer of yeah. any quality to do anything. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> So, which kind of, I've looked at buying printers model times, but I wouldn't use them enough to justify it. If, like, yeah. um, my more concern is, is that I could sit one on the shelf for three or four years and work with it every now and again, but that's actually really unhealthy for a printer.
0: Yeah, yeah, they, they need to be used.
1: They, they need, need to be printing. used. So that's the, that's the reason why I've not bought one um, because I'm not constantly going to be using it and I can't be asked becoming a printery to...
0: For others. And it's an art itself. Like you, I've I've seen people buy printers, like high-end Epson large yep. format printers that should be able to print out, and they use the right paper, and they spit out the prints, and the colours off, and everything's off. Yep. I mean, it's one of those things that you've got to actually know what you're doing as well to print. There's an art to it. The guys. Well, you've
1: got to make your own profile based on the printer and the inks you're using and everything to that nature because. Um, Nothing, if you buy two printers or even two cameras off the shelf and you take the exact same image or print the exact same image, um, they won't be the same. No. Um, so, yeah, you know, you, that's the reason why we have screen calibrators and that's the reason why we have print calibration and stuff like that and making profiles. Um, I have the ability to do my own screen calibration that, but I don't have a printer or all the... Yeah. Like, if I buy a $2,000 printer and, you know, the inks are like $900 to replace each time, which is crazy, um, but I also got to buy a $600 calibration unit. Yeah. You know, that, it all adds up. So I might as well leave it to a professional does it day in, day out and work with them. Yeah, So that's me. Like, I'm working with pretty much the state printer for
0: tasmania so when you send the stuff to them are you just sort of saying listen just just color correct and well no
1: i've got his profiles you've got for the his paper. Profiles.
0: so you know so basically it's going from your your file to print yep. through so, his yeah printer.
1: so i'm soft proofing and then yep. i'm sending it to him yep. uh, at the correct resolution and everything like that just to run it
0: because i know there are some that sort of take the file to a certain point and then say listen you make sure the whites are white. You make sure the... the I could probably do the, that with my the printer. The colours are, are correct.
1: I'm not confident enough to... It's weird. Like it sounds it's a lot of like trust. It's a lot of trust to do that. Um, I I trust this printer to do it. Like He do does amazing stuff. But I think it's more confidence in me asking those questions. But in lies the thing, like... Is it my work still if I'm allowing somebody else to print it and just do all that work for me? I would prefer to know how to do it. Yeah, I think I think that's the thing. I would rather have uh, I, I, if I went to somebody and said, "Can you just make you know, you know what you said, just the whites white, the blacks black, you know, get everything tonally right?" If I can't do that myself, I need to sit there at least a couple of times when we do that to actually understand the process. So even if I'm even if I am asking that question, I'm not naive to what's going on. Yeah, yeah. That's it, sort of what I do all the time.
0: It, it, and that's probably where I stand is like I'd prefer to take... And this is... I'm sort of... I'm one of those people I need to have everything lined up before I jump on something. So like with me doing the awards, I need to have... Yeah. Doing award entries, I need to have my head totally around exactly what that's going to look like for me before I even start. So from what my shots are going to be, what I want to be doing how it's going to be edited, what I'm going to do, where my work stops, where the other guy's work begins, who's going to be printing it, the whole lot.
1: Yeah, exactly. So in regards to actual image retouching, I know there's a lot better retouches out there than that, but currently I'm still doing my own. Um, Commercially, um, there are some product clients who... I don't generally do this... I don't do this for portraiture or anything like that, but um, I've given them the um, process raws. Yep. Um, but I haven't done the retouch. Yep. Like, that becomes... If they've got a graphic design unit or whatever, like, that 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 goes part of their workflow, so I'm sort of making the raw materials for their, their machine to process to the end result. Yep. But that sort of stuff isn't the stuff I would ever submit because it's actually pretty run-of-the-mill. Yeah. So... It's, for me, uh, I wouldn't see that as, a, as something I would currently submit to an award, which which in the commercial part of the awards, you can do that. You can yep. go down the line and say, I shot the raw image and did XYZ, handed to this retoucher and stuff. And I, they yep. sort of... It's still my
0: original. Yeah, base and it's done quote. under your direction as well. Like within you, reason. You've, but you've if said...
1: you're but if you're working with an art director, the art director's doing the direction yeah. in the long run. So it's sort of a it's a weird thing there because awards they want to showcase the best in business and best in you know, in photography and that. But if they're going to nail it down to one To the photographer doing everything, it becomes a bit of a quagmire. Yeah. Um, But I can understand that for, you know, so portraiture and things like that potentially could work, especially if you're not working, if you're in a boutique industry or whatever, and you're not doing bulk. But if you're working with, I don't know, you you work with a, a massive high end ad agency. You're going to be creating a file, which is then handed to a pro retoucher, and, and you work. It, it's like a movie. Yeah, a director may be credited with the movie, but he didn't run the camera ninety percent time. He wasn't in front of the camera. He didn't do the makeup. He didn't do the grip and the gaff and craft services and that. There's a team. Yeah. So. Um, I don't think we'll ever find a nice resolution on that one. No,
0: right. I, it's, there's a lot of grey area there and it's one of these ones that, I mean, the whole industry as a whole and sort of stepping away from the awards that's going to the industry is that some people do all their own retouching, some people outsource it all. I've got friends that are portrait photographers that are low volume, so they're shooting a couple of sessions maybe yep. a week and, and doing at a, at a reasonable rate and doing good sales off those. So that's all they need to do, and they have the time. They they retouch everything's done in house. Yep. And I've got other f- friends that are running photography studios in interstate where they're shooting a, a, at least a session a day, and yeah, and they're they're still doing good sales off those sessions, but they can't physically shoot all those sessions and retouch, edit, blah blah blah. So and then
1: you've also got your business side of everything
0: yeah. on top of that. So so they're outsourcing all their editing, and they <coughs> excuse me, they have really good. Um, retouches that do everything to their style. So they set their style sort of yep. as they are growing and then they hand it on and say, listen, this is what it needs to look like to be my work. So they're doing that and it's... But I guess the thing with that is, is the first time you enter an award or, or you
1: know, competition of any style... You pick your best image or images out of that, out of what you've been shooting, which may be being processed by somebody else. But when you come to the next year, unless you've actually changed up, you're pretty much giving them the awards the same thing. Yeah. So, like, that's great for a studio. That's great for consistency and everything, but it's not push i suppose is is the award just like pushing like awarding for professionalism you know professional output or is it awarding creativity
0: yeah it's like is what is the purpose of the awards is the purpose of the awards to grow and to improve and to get feedback exactly to then next year come back and do better or is the purpose of the awards to get shiny silver or gold stickers or and, maybe a chunk of glass.
1: Well, and that that's the thing with that is that people use... It's like any business award. People want those awards to get more business. So it becomes a commercial proposition as well. Yeah. Uh, and some people will be personally just going in for the improvement and the yeah. criti- criticism and stuff. That's a tricky one. Yeah. Everybody's got different ideas.
0: Yeah. So going back to just day-to-day work... Yeah. I mean, for me, I've thought about outsourcing, especially when you're in the heat of wedding season and yep. you sort of the, – the jobs are backing up and you're trying to get everything delivered on schedule. And I know sort of especially like mid-season, I'm sort of like, oh, why didn't I outsource? I should be sending this out. I've looked at it um, and I know there are some awesome places that do it and it's it's probably, sure. to be honest, it's probably economically smarter yeah, for me to out like, especially when you're in in the middle of the season getting really busy, it's probably economically works out cheaper to outsource than to do it myself. Yep. Um, if I'm being honest about what my time's worth, but I just I I struggle to letting go. I've I've sent some samples off to a couple of places and they send them back and they're really really nice, but I look at it and go, but that's not mine. I, I, there's yeah. this disconnect. I yeah. suddenly look at the image, and, and and there's an emotional disconnect, which for me then to then pass those images onto my clients sort of creates this like a little bit of insecurity and uncertainty, and yep. and it's sort of like I'm not as emotionally invested in that image because someone else has put that polish on it, and which is fine. They do an amazing job, but. I don't know. At the moment, I'm not in that place to be able to do that. can't can't just let it go yet. I suppose it's a different thing when it's like portraiture and weddings, which is very much driven by emotion. Um, Yep. Like family portraiture and and weddings are all about emotional connection to the images for the client and for you also to be able to to tell the story effectively. You've got to have that uh, Mm. bit of emotional engagement, whereas when you're getting into more the commercial and the...
1: Yeah, you can disconnect
0: a bit. Yeah, you can disconnect. You're shooting a product or you're shooting clothes on a model for a brand or whoever. So, so like, at the end of the day, the, the finished polished result is the goal, not so much. Yeah, and people. they usually have stupidly short turnaround times. Yeah, I think probably in commercial and stuff like that, if the client cries when they see your photo, you've probably done something wrong. Whereas in wedding and family portraiture, oh, I, you've done the right thing. You've set a challenge. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh no, that's that's a horrible idea of a challenge <laughs> depending a client. Um yeah, uh oh, it's it's funny, like I don't think there's ever actually let's let's be honest. I prefer it not being black and white. I yeah. prefer the grey. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I, I get really sick of everybody seeing you see a line with lots of different things, this black and white. Ideal of what where things should be, and I'm just like, do you live in the same world as me? Yeah, (laughs) like like this. We, if we don't have this gray, we can't be creative, we can't try different things. Yeah, exactly. You know, not everything's some some stuff's going to push to the black and some's going to push to the white. And depending on your your view of the world or whatever you're doing, it's it may be great or may insult you or whatever, but we need to play with this. Okay, we don't want in this case full plagiarism or anything like that but um you need to work effectively and creatively and that's the that's
0: yeah. I think, a hard balance to make i think ultimately it comes down to yeah your personal choice where you want to be and the gray areas yeah. it's got to it's got to exist for that freedom but also about being honest about it it's that's a big thing being it's, honest about it's a it. little bit like the steve mccurry thing which we sort of thought about talking about but we haven't really gotten into which I think if two years ago Steve McCurry was came out and said hey all these images that's not what they look like they're totally retouched yep they're I've removed that person there I've changed that there and so on then when a bad edit comes out someone and go oops someone in your studio stuffed up rather than going hang on isn't this photojournalism and we get this whole yeah so I think if you're if you're not being transparent about what you're doing then it gets ugly if something... If if it doesn't go right or if suddenly yeah. it's like, hey, but... I think there's an arrogance in
1: claiming everything there. But the other thing... This is two catch-22s. It's one, the arrogance of saying it's all your work when it isn't. Yeah. But the other thing is, is that um, assumptions. People made an assumption and Steve McCurry let it run.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: That his stuff is always photojournalism. Um. He had full right to change up and do yeah. what he want. That's – I have no issue with what he was doing and he had put a legitimate reason out there for what he was doing and why he did it. But everybody made one assumption. He just sort of just kept going. So yeah, he, wasn't he gonna, people would call, gonna call that a white that. lie but it got him into a bit of shit.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think it's it, – it probably comes down to the same with and getting – closing the sort of circle back to like the awards and things like that. Yeah. Particularly, where if you're using extensive retouching on your images, if you're crediting them, and and it's recommended, but it's not compulsory. to no, credit the retouching. I, I
1: actually, when I did the state awards, I, I think I got all my stuff in there. Who printed and and yep. who was what? I, I credit the model, the makeup artist, <coughs> makeup and hair, whoever, and and um, the printer.
0: And I think that's that's the critical thing. Like, if you're going to have this grey area, at least you have the be honest and say, I'm sitting here. Yep. in in that spectrum rather than here rather than letting assumption go hey wow look at all that amazing work bruce did and then it's like but hang on he didn't do the hair and makeup <laughs> which would be interesting I, yeah you've got a daughter you've got to learn to do hair
1: i i suck at it even at the moment like yeah i, I no, i'm
0: bad it's pony with me it's ponytails or nothing i haven't got ponytails down yet have you seen the vacuum cleaner ponytail trick Yes, <laughs> I will do that at some point I think my daughter's hair is now so long it end up in the barrel or the vacuum just about ooh, ooh, ooh. wouldn't be pretty
1: well I think we should leave it there with the scalping yeah. of your daughter <laughs> <laughs> um, I was Bruce Smile you can find me at um, Joffrey Street Productions um, uh, B Mile well on Instagram and um, Snapchat and yeah
0: And I'm Ed Jones. You can find me at edjonesphotography.com. And, yes, I'm on Instagram, edjphotog. Uh, It's mainly my wedding stuff. It's sort of getting a bit curated now. Yep. So, um, yeah, thanks for listening.